This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. Acts chapter 4, verse 29. We're going to jump right in. Father, we thank you for your word. We believe as a community that this is your, uh, your word. It is infallible. It is God-breathed, and we receive it as such. We thank you that it is the word that gets planted in our soul and our heart that actually changes our nature. We receive that kind of word today. And everybody said... Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Acts chapter 4, verse 29. I'm going to uh, read to verse 31, and we're going to jump right in here. We're going to talk about um, wh- how does the Holy Spirit impact my everyday life? Amen? Um, it's not just about church. It's about my life, my everyday life. So once again, how does the Holy Spirit, there's so many things that he does in and through us in our everyday life. I just want to share three of them uh, with you, and hopefully this just encourages you and puts something in your spirit, in your soul, so you can charge through this week on top of the world. Somebody say amen. Amen. So it says here, now, Lord, this is a prayer, and there's a book of Acts. Um, Peter and John got arrested uh, for preaching the gospel, and then the people of God began to pray. And it says here, now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness, everybody say boldness, Boldness. that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. I mean, these guys were in, got locked up and they're like, Lord, give us boldness. I think we need that spirit back in the church and believers that regardless of what happens for doing the right thing, we're going to be like, God, give us boldness. Amen. God, that's what they did. They said, God, give us boldness. Their, their leaders got locked up. And they're like, God, give us boldness. (laughs) They weren't like, oh, Lord, why is that happening? What did they do wrong? No, Lord, give us boldness. When your kids are acting crazy, Lord, give me boldness. When people in church are acting a fool, Lord, give me boldness. When people in your work are nasty, Lord, give me boldness. When my insides are tripping out, Lord, give me boldness. Yeah, I got one. Give me boldness. When I don't understand what's happening, Holy Spirit, give me boldness. My first point is he makes us bold. That's what the Holy Spirit does time and time again in the New Testament. It correlates boldness with the Holy Spirit. That he gives us boldness. You don't have to be born somebody that likes to talk a lot. The most, the shyest person, the Holy Spirit touches you. You're, you're going to open that mouth and be bold. And I'm not saying you're going to change your personality because maybe you're, you, the way you maybe think is you got so many people that talk too much. I'm contributing to society but not talking so much. But that doesn't mean you won't be bold. Bold and confident. It says, by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, everybody say, when they prayed. When they prayed. Not if they prayed, but when they prayed. Or not, not, not because of, but when they prayed, the place they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit when they prayed. Some people say, man, I need more of the Holy Spirit. Have you prayed? Have you prayed? When they prayed, they feel you want to get filled again with the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about this lately that you can go to God and get free refills. I remember when that happened. 
Me and my buddies used to hang out at Carl's Jr. and skateboard in the parking lot. And that did, I remember a day, some of y'all might remember, there were no such thing as free refills. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Or I'm, I'm, I'm kind of old in this community, aren't I? But there was a day when free refills were not a thing. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. And then you go to a place and they don't get free refills. You're like, not coming back. Food's good, but you don't get, I can't get a refill on my tea. Come on, now free refills are part of, but you can go to God for free refills. He ain't like, oh no, nope, that, that's enough. You don't need any more. No, free refills. Lord, fill. when you pray, you get filled. Have you prayed? You got to go up to God and you need to say, Lord, fill it up. Here I am, Lord. Fill me up. We, we, we used to, this isn't in my notes, but we used to hang out with Carl's Jr. We, we didn't have a lot of money as kids running around. You know, I don't know what kids do. And so what we would do is we'd pay for it once and we'd put napkins in it, put a top on it. It's kind of ghetto. But, and then we'd put the cup in the bushes and come the next day, wash it out and get, get myself. Look, all right. Look at I'm all about free refills. You didn't pay for it. Yes, I did. How do you think I got the cup? I'm not advocating that. My wife, if I, my kids did that, they would get a spanking for something like that. But I'm a, look, at the point is free refills. All right? I'm slowly getting delivered of my ghetto ways since I married my wife. But I'm all about free refills. Some of y'all know how to hustle a little bit. Somebody say you can go to Jesus for re, re, free You don't have to work it, hustle it. Just go to him. All right, come on, somebody say, fill me, Lord. When they prayed, they, they, the whole place where they were assembled was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Be why they prayed together, filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Boldness in, in New Testament, uh, in the New Covenant, in Christ, Almost every time it mentions boldness, it's talking about speaking. It's not necessarily talking about doing. It's talking about speaking. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13, that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. What can man do to me? Boldness starts with your mouth. Boldness starts with voicing what's rightfully yours. Voice it. And uh, time and time again, the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 6 says, y'all pray for me that I might boldly make known the mysteries of the gospel. So boldness starts with the mouth. Boldness, the first thing the devil's going to try to do is get you to say nothing or say the wrong thing. But the Holy Spirit wants to empower you to speak what God says. I am blessed and not cursed. I am blessed coming in, blessed going now. Everything I put my hand to prospers. My kids are blessed. My wife is blessed. Everything I touch is blessed. You get close to me, you're going to get blessed. Sean, what are you talking about? It's boldness. It's what the Bible says. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I, the anointing of God is in me. He's speaking to me. He's talking to me. His grace is on my life. His mercy is new this morning. Boldness. Wake up in the morning. Mercy. Come. Boldness. Mercy. I'm telling you, 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 you will chart your day with your mouth and the Holy Spirit wants to fill you so you can speak that thing boldly. And it's by faith. It starts with the word. Jesus is the word. You start speaking the word with boldness. My goodness, your, your, your life is framed and formed. The course of your future starts with that mouth of yours. Somebody say boldness. 
That's what it means in the Greek. Freedom and confidence to speak. Hallelujah. The devil try to shut your mouth down. And this is what it means in the Greek. To speak with such resolve and conviction that it demands to be remembered and taken seriously. You got to speak and make the devil remember it. You got to speak that word inside of you, church. Speak that word that's inside of you, woman of God. Speak that word that's inside of you, man of God. Regardless of the situation or what your mind is saying and your emotions are saying, speak the word of God. My marriage is blessed in the name of Jesus. It don't look like it. It will. It's going to follow the word that comes out of my mouth. The Bible says the worlds were framed by the word of God. The Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, one of the main things the Holy Spirit does is give you boldness to open that mouth of yours. And slap the devil upside his head with that word. It is a sword. It is an offensive weapon. And use it. Take that thing out. Ah, boldness with a sword. <laughs> I scared all the new people. It's okay. I'm all right with that. It is a sword, I'm telling you. And the word in your mouth, you frame it, you speak that word. All right? Freedom and confidence to speak. It is the Holy Spirit. It's not a personality. The Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion. When you understand that you are forgiven and washed and accepted and the shame of your past is over, I'm telling you, you will be bold and confident because it is not you. It is not what you have done. It's not because of who you are. It is because you are the righteousness of God in Christ, and I can speak from that place. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Holy Ghost boldness. All right? Uh, my son, by nature, is a little bold. Okay? I'm talking about supernatural boldness. But Nico, Nico is bold. He, when he rolls up on the playground, he's like, hi. How's it going? And Gia's like, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. My daughter, it's like she goes the other way, like, what's he doing, Dada? I'm like, just let the boy be. He's like, what's up, everybody? Y'all want to play? Right? And, and at, at our place, at our, there's like this fountain, and then there's like this little stream that, that you know, that, and they all play in it. Many of you might have seen me post stuff of them jumping in this little stream there. And uh, there's all these little flowers around, and the, what my kids will do is, yeah, they'll take the flowers off the plants. And, you know, just letting them play. You got to let kids just play, right? So anyway, uh, probably shouldn't let them do that. But, but then they put them all on this rock, all the flowers, because what they want to do is run at the top of the little river and put the flowers in. Then, then they follow the flowers, and it goes under this little tunnel, and they try to catch it before it goes over there. So they had a whole bunch of flowers up on this rock, and then some bigger kids rolled up on the playground, and they started to surround Nico's flowers. And they were just looking at it, and they were bigger than him. And Nico was like... He walked up into the middle of both of them, and he said, these are our flowers. And I'm like, Nico, you can share. He's like, they're our flowers. And he didn't cause any harm, and he needs to work on his sharing, but he had the boldness to go up there and just rightfully say what belongs to him. Can't blame the boy for that, <laughs> right? And he didn't cause, and you know what? And these kids were way bigger than him, but he was like, and he wasn't mean or he didn't, he just, just matter of fact, these are our flowers. 
And he was so chill about it. I was like, this kid is anointed right here. But I, I'm just, I'm serious. What you, what you, some people, I mean, I, I'm just, you know, going through it. The devil's messing with me all the time. I can't, no, wh- when's the last time you told him, just told him what rightfully belongs to you? Use your mouth. Now, now this isn't a lesson in sharing. Different story. If I was sh- talking about sharing, that would be a negative story. I'm talking about boldness to voice what rightfully belongs to you. Nico did the hard work of collecting these flowers. And they're about to send him down the river. He don't want somebody just come up here messing up his flow. And some of we just let the devil roll up into our life. We don't say nothing. We just let him do it, let him wreak havoc in our personal life, our own mind, our emotions. And then we go three weeks all busted and messed up. And it's just because you let him mess with your flowers. And you just need to go, look, I, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Joy is mine, devil. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The peace of God guards my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. I don't feel like it right now, but that's what it says, and I am, by the power of the Holy Spirit, going to boldly speak what's rightfully mine. And it starts with your mouth. I'm telling you right now, some people, you might look at people as you're growing in the Lord, and you see somebody older in the Lord, and you be like, dang, how'd they get like that? They got a rhythm to their life. They're, you know, they don't look like they're so troubled and traumatized by the affairs of life. And I'm telling you what, they aren't no, nothing special. They don't have a talent to do that. They aren't gifted to do that. I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter where you are in the Lord. It always starts with your mouth. It starts with faith, speaking the word by faith. My wife is all about that, speaking the word by faith. We had a leadership meeting right now, and my kids were walking out of there. My daughter just walked by me. I put my hands on her head. I said, in the name of Jesus, Lord, keep her pure. And I was in the middle of teaching our leaders. I just had to catch her. I just had a moment. I'm going to speak that word over that girl. You know, and, and, and it doesn't have to uh, be in some religious context. Speak the word. It's so powerful. Uh, Psalms 138, verse 3. Psalms 138, verse 3. In the day, I'm going to go quicker. I know you're still turning there. But in the day when I cried out. Somebody say prayer. prayer. In the day when I cried out, you answered me and made me bold. You want to get bold, pray. You watch what happens. Some people are like, oh, you know, it's just, watch. When people start praying, they start changing. I've seen, as a pastor, I've seen it. I've seen people come up in strong re- religious environments and it just not, not freedom, right? And, and, and meaning, like whatever it might be, I've seen them come up in just not in Christ, but just in church and religious. And, and then they, 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 they get saved, they start praying. And it's almost like their personality changes. They get free, and they're, they come from a Catholic church, and now they're the loudest people in our church. Somebody say boldness. People that are laughing know who I'm talking about. You know, and, and it's, it's, there's something correlated. It's not the duty of prayer. It's the relationship we develop with the God of boldness. In the day when I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. Soul strength. Soul strength. He makes us bold. He makes us bold. The Holy Spirit makes 
people like you and me bold. I, didn't, I was not born like this. I was very shy, very um, inward, very closed down, very oppressed and depressed as a child because of how I grew up. But when the Holy Spirit got a hold of me, I, he made me bold. He made me bold. That word bold, it means, it means overcome. He made me an overcomer. It, it means, you know, there's this surety, this confidence in boldness. Let's go to Revelation chapter 3, verse 22. Revelation chapter 3, verse 22. Here's another one here. First one, he makes us bold. I could preach that all day, but I'm going to try to move on. Uh, Revelation 3, 22. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit, capital S, says to the churches. Holy Spirit speaks, speaking to the churches in Revelation. I'll read it again. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Have you heard anything the Spirit says lately to the churches? And this is my second point, is that when the Holy Spirit, your day-to-day life, boldness ought to be a part of your day-to-day life. And boldness, well, I'm going to reiterate this. It doesn't mean you are the loudest social butterfly type person. It just means you got boldness to speak the word that he has given you and you speak it. Boldness to speak the word. Holy boldness. Second one here is he gives us spiritual insight. The Holy Spirit has come. The Holy Spirit is always speaking. The question is, are you listening? Are you listening? He is speaking. He is speaking to us all the time. The Holy Spirit is speaking. Are we listening? I'll give you an example of when I felt like I heard the Holy Spirit. There was a staff member in our OC campus with us for years, and He's, he walks, and he's a great guy, great family. I actually just talked to him a couple days ago, and, and he stood in the doorway of my office, and I was sitting in there, and I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me something, and I asked him. I says, hey, are you planning? Just random, no connection to anything. Holy Spirit, I was like, are you leaving? Are you planning on, like, moving somewhere? And he started to cry. And not out of shame or anything, it was just a huge emotional process, and they had their own personal kind of reasons of what they wanted to do with their family and their life, and he was kind of holding it up. And so in that moment, I had no reason to know that, but when he stood in that door, for lack, I'm not trying to dumb down the Holy Spirit, I'm just using words that you might, I felt that God was doing something with him, and I kind of said, hey, are you, and he was, and he shut the door and just broke, prayed with him. I was like, dude, cool, man. We're, we're for you. We're going to, you know, we're with you, man. We, I understand. It's all good. He wasn't condemned, but it was just like a lot because he really felt called to be here for that season. And it was, God was shifting some things in him. So it was, it was a process, but the Holy Spirit gave me that insight. And I'm not trying to scare anyone. Like, don't go near Pastor Sean. He's going to know something. Uh, <laughs> Because it ain't like all the time or anything, but there are times when the Holy Spirit will speak to me. And, and not that he's always, but I mean like that. Like it's like a word of knowledge. I understand some of those things are gifts. But I'm here to tell you the Holy Spirit will give you insight into your job. The Holy Spirit will give you insight and wisdom. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit, if you have an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Not, this, not only what the written word says, but what the Spirit says that will support this word. And we pray together. And we are, we are friends to this day. I literally, he just called me, I think Friday we were talking 
talking to this brother, a good friend of mine, but I just shared that there was a moment where, and I don't know how to explain it, but I looked at him and I, I it just, it was there. I don't know if that makes sense. Holy Spirit is spiritual. It's spiritual insight. It's spiritual. God will give you insight into your marriage, insight into things, what to do, what the next thing to do. Many times, I bet people serving on certain teams here is the Holy Spirit insight for them. They might serve in a certain area for a season and feel a tug or a pull or a conviction or this or that. And the Holy Spirit, sometimes the Holy Spirit will speak to you about the people to stay away from. Somebody say Amen. Because, you know, that's, you know, you're just like, you know what? I need to get around, a, you know, and in the season of your life, there's certain people that the Holy Spirit will speak to you. Let's look at Acts chapter 28, verse 25. And this is a scripture that was prophesied um, by, um, I believe, Isaiah mentioned this. Um, but also Jesus mentioned it to the religious people. And now in the book of Acts, the end of the book of Acts, the apostle Paul's mentioning this. And this is powerful here about really religious people and their inability to hear the Holy Spirit. It says, so when they did not agree among themselves, they departed after Paul had said one word. Here it is. The Holy, everybody say the Holy Spirit. Look at this. The Holy Spirit spoke. Everybody say the Holy Spirit speaks. Say it again. Say the Holy Spirit speaks. The Holy Spirit spoke rightly through Isaiah the prophet to our fathers. So he was talking to religious people, saying, go to this people and say, hearing, you will hear, and you won't understand. And seeing, you will see, and you won't perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. And their eyes, they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their heart and turn so that I should heal them. I'm here to tell you that your healing is in direct proportion to your ability to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. There's, there's healing that happens in my life as I hear from the Holy Spirit. When I was in a tough ministry situation, um, before I came to the sanctuary, I heard the Lord say, marry this woman, hallelujah, and I did. No, but <laughs> that wasn't the point. I was just messing around, but I did. Uh, but I went to where her family was. Her family has an amazing um, community. Her family, like multiple churches and this and that. And I was going through a tough moment in the church I was in, serving in. And I went to really meet her dad to get approval to marry her, um, which I got approval. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and she said yes, and here we are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anybody out there married and loving it? Yeah, Jesus. And if it's hard now, it's going to get better because you're going to speak life to one another. You're going to say, you are a woman of God. All you husbands and all you husbands say, you're, gonna, you're a woman. You're, and all you wives are going to say, you're a man of God. Oh, it's quiet. When you bring it home, it's like, no, I don't, no, no, no. Don't get all up in the kitchen now, Pastor Sean. Speak life. I'm not downplaying the difficulties of marriage. And those, I get it. I'm, I'm with you. We're going to be married uh, next month, uh, nine years. Nine years, two kids, and that's it. That's it. That's our capacity. Deacon Michael, Pastor Nick, you know, they got a different anointing. 
They got, they got, they, you know what I'm saying? We, we, we understand parable of the talents. This is all that we can produce, Jesus. This is our limit, right? We leave that anointing to Pastor Nick and Deacon Michael. Where are they at? They ain't even in here. They out. They out. Anyway, I'll stop. But, but when I went to her house, sorry, guys, I'm kind of playing around a little bit. But when I went to her house, just I went and I listened uh, to her cousin, um, who's a pastor, who's married to a pastor, they're pastors, and I, I really received from her mom and her dad, I call them mom and dad now, and I, I just went and I, I listened, and as a result of listening to them, the Holy Spirit in them, God began to heal me a little bit based on the tough church situation and what was going on in the church I was in. Your ability to hear produces healing in your life, I'm here to tell you. Hear the Holy Spirit, because it, it says right here um, that near the end there, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. Therefore, let it be known to you that the salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. And it says, and they will hear it. The Holy Spirit helps you to hear what others don't hear. The Holy Spirit helps you to see what others don't see. The Holy Spirit has come to give you spiritual insight. Go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. I'm going to jump. I gave him another verse, but I'm going to jump down. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16, and it says this. This is a prayer the Apostle Paul was praying. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 to 18. Do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The spirit of wisdom and revelation, not, 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 not practical uh, knowledge, not, not practical. This isn't a teaching terminology. This is spiritual. Nothing wrong with that stuff, but the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom beyond your education, beyond your years, uh, beyond your experience. Now, that doesn't do away with those things. Go to school, young people. Amen. Uh, get some experience. Somebody say amen. amen. But even in that, there's the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom. Wisdom, it, the Greek definition is simple. Divine intelligence that we can think on a different level and approach things on a different level. And revelation. And revelation means to take the covers off. The spirit. The, everybody say the spirit. The spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, enlightened. I see this. Many times the prophets in the old covenant constantly said, I see. They called them seers because they saw something others didn't see. They saw in the spirit, enlightened. God by the Holy Spirit wants to enlighten you in the marketplace, in your job, in your relationships, in your purpose, your destiny. You don't have to depend on conventional wisdom. You you can lean on the spirit of wisdom that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 1 verse 4. I'm sharing a lot of scriptures here. So my first point was what? Bless you. He makes us bold. What's the second point? Spiritual insight. Here's the last point here. Here's the last point, and I'm going to share some scriptures. Romans chapter 1, verse 4. 
My last point is this. He empowers us to live holy. Oh, hallelujah. He empowers us. The Bible talks about the highway of holiness. God wants to empower you to live a holy life, a sacred life, a, a, a higher kind of life. The word holy means this. It literally means different. It means different. It means, this is what it means, more like God and less like the world. That's what it means. And it's not necessarily the way you dress or this or that and all this whatever uh, stuff, but it is a heart thing, a soul thing. It Holiness is more like Jesus and less like your past. More like Jesus and less like how you were taught. Come on, somebody. Look at, look at your neighbor and say, say you're looking at something holy. <laughs> that we are called. Now, I came up in a church called Pentecostal Holiness Church. And folks got kicked out of there. Lady, the young girls got kicked out for wearing jeans. And just, because and, they didn't have holes in them. No, I'm just kidding. No, they, they, they literally could not wear jeans. My wife would be an unholy woman at this moment because she is wearing jeans. Now, that is, there's not, it's not in the Bible. But there is a life when God touches, you are different than you were. God loves us just the way we are, but he makes us more like him. We are no more righteous in his eyes than when we first believed, but he desires that our mind, our soul, our emotions, our interactions, our words begin to change. We become more like him. That holiness is this, is God preparing us for eternity and empowering us today. That's what holiness is. Holiness, anybody different since you said, Jesus, be my Lord. Right? There is a, he is, his name is the Holy Spirit. Different, uncommon spirit. Sacred, sacred God just doesn't want you out of Egypt. He wants you in your promised land. God doesn't just want you forgiven. He wants you sanctified. That this, and look, I understand as a pastor, there's like, there's like where somebody is and where you see them or, or in, as a parent, it's where my kids are, where I want to see them. And the growth process is in some degree kind of like the sanctification process that we as a community will never judge you for where you are, but we love you enough, just like God loves you enough to see you develop and grow and to get better at this thing called life. And first and foremost, prepare you for the life to come. Amen. Uh, serving God just isn't forgiven of my past. It is called the blessing. And when you, you want that, the, we are children of God when we confess him as Lord, but we learn and develop to be mature sons and daughters of God so we can be trusted with an inheritance. Come on, somebody. 
Somebody say, Holy Spirit. Spirit. He empowers us. Romans chapter 1, verse 4. I just got a couple more scriptures here, and we're going to close here. Romans 1, verse 4, it says, And declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. It is the Spirit of holiness that raised Jesus out of that grave. My wife mentioned dead things in her life. It is the holiness of God that will bring life to you. It is his holiness. It is that part of who God is that is not earthly. It is not sensual. It is not demonic. It is holy. It is God himself. He is a holy God. Those angels, that's all they say is holy. Holy. They don't, they don't say, they say holy. That's all they say, holy. They look at God, holy. That's all they get, holy. 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 God alone. He is sacred. He can't be touched. He has never done anything wrong. He is God and he is holy and he's inside of you. The Holy Spirit desires to work in us. Holiness, people of God, is a powerful spiritual force. Holy. The Holy Spirit basically means his influence on our life. The Holy Spirit's influence in our life. I got two more scriptures. Galatians chapter 5. Here we go. Are you guys getting something out of this this morning? Galatians chapter 5. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Holiness is not something you try to do. When you receive him, he empowers you. The Holy Spirit, I'm going to read this scripture. The Holy Spirit empowers you to live God's standard. Because we all know, can't nobody in here do this thing called walking with God by ourselves and in and of ourselves. I've tried it. But the Holy Spirit empowers a life to, the Bible says that they will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your people will, will clap when you get delivered of drugs and they'll be like, that's awesome. I'm so proud of you. But, they're gonna, but the Bible says when they see The lifestyle, they see your good works, they will glorify your Father in heaven. I say then walk in the Spirit, capital S, everybody say Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The focus isn't focusing on what you struggle with, focus on God and watch Him deal with that stuff. Focus on walking with God, walk in the Spirit. Walk means the conduct of my life. God, I yield to you, Holy Spirit. I want to do this thing called marriage and life and being a husband and working and and fulfilling my education, whatever it might be, but you can do this thing called life. The conduct, basically conduct your life in the Spirit. Bring, uh, not bring, but allow Him in to your walk, your life, the conduct of your life. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Here's my last verse, and we're going to close. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. He empowers us to live holy. Religion will try to push something on you to make you live a certain way because of the standard. But true Christianity is an empowering of the spirit that lifts you into a lifestyle that is not yours alone. It is something you've received and you walk in. Are there moments where you need to, where we put our will behind this? Yes. 
but we will not live a holy life based on effort alone. It is a, it is a grace. Holiness is God's grace on our life, empowering us to live a different life. And I'm here to tell the church ought to be different. Christians ought to be different. Not holier than thou and, and this judgmental thing. No, but our life is different. But the fruit of the Spirit, everybody say Spirit. So these are characteristics that God has graced you with that you weren't born with. And some of us, some of us can just love people and it's kind of natural. Some of us, we need the Holy Ghost. Somebody say amen. Some of us, we're just naturally happy and some of us are like, Holy Spirit, thank you for the joy of the Lord. Some of us are just long-suffering or patient by nature. Some of us say, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me be patient, Jesus. Somebody say, walk in the Spirit. <laughs> Kindness. All right, some folks are just kind. Goodness, gentle, faith, faithfulness. What's the last one? Self-control. Galatians 5.23. Some of us are maybe born with kind of like you can control yourself. And some of us need the Holy Spirit. Anybody out there with me? I mean, we could all read this and go, Holy Spirit, help me. Love, joy. I mean, when you start reading that, you're like, yeah, thank you, Lord, for your grace. I can't do this alone. How many of you know that God's standard is high? But I'm going to tell you, his spirit will empower you to do it. And we were sharing this at midweek. You got to celebrate your wins when you love people. It might be just a little, just a little dribble, just a little drop, but you love that person. When, and and you, you ever say the thing, man, if I wasn't saved, they would have got a slap upside the face. But praise the Lord, I'm saved. Somebody know what I'm talking about? I think there's a shirt out there or something. Better, better thank God I'm saved. You better, my wife has said it before. If I, if I, they better thank God I'm saved. Anybody ever have those moments? How many of you know we need the Holy Spirit? And when we see other people in our community, our friends, our loved ones, when we see them living this out, man, come on, celebrate. Celebrate with them. Woo, yes, uh, you held your tongue there. Man of God, way to go. You didn't crack them. Three months ago, they would have been laid out. Look at you, you walked away. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. We got to, and, and married couples, you got to celebrate the wins. I don't care how small it is. I don't care if all they give you is a smile. <laughs> Hallelujah. I felt the love of God coming through you, honey. Ooh, I felt the Holy Spirit coming through that smile, girl. I'm serious. We got to celebrate each other's wins. We got to celebrate each other when we see the fruit. When we see some fruit pop out of some poop. Ooh, look at that. Let me take a bite of that. Don't go look at, oh man, they only got two little apples. with your religious stank face. They got, they, they got a spirit up on them. You got a spirit up on you, okay? I wanna stay away from you. Talking about stank face, praise the Lord. That is, no, I don't want that. Praise the Lord. How was, how was the service? It was fine. It was fine. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. That's why you're laughing. Uh, so, they're so spiritual, but so stinky at the same time. You know what that is? 
Spiritual plus stank equals religious. Write that down and tweet it, please. Hashtag, come on, somebody. Ain't got no joy. That's the second one on the list. The fruit of spirit, love. Let's start with the first two. If we get love and joy up in here, I'm cool if you, you know. Let's start with love and joy. The the big three, love, joy, and peace. If we get that down, man, revival will break out in Boyle Heights. We're going to have, if we get love, joy, and peace up in our hearts, we're going to have to do five services on a Sunday. If if our first impressions team ain't got nothing but love, joy, and peace, people be like, dang, there's love, joy, and peace there. And people talk about the love of God in our church, and they say it like it's strange to have love and joy in church. Look at your neighbor and say, you better smile now. You better smile. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Joy, joy isn't, the joy of the Spirit isn't predicated on, 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 on your situation, on the way you act, your husband acts, whether you, you got a raise or didn't get a raise. Joy is, is the Holy Spirit. He doesn't change because of situation or circumstance. Come on, somebody. Come on, stand to your feet here. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.